champ is here. Yo. 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 Ha ha. Yeah. You have now entered Squared Circle 101. You got your man, the Titalian Stallion, Mr. Sunny L. Now with me. This is the only brother I met. Get off probation and not be a repeat offender. My man Shooter. How you doing today, man? Cheer, 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 cheer. Congratulations, hey, sir. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Your boy's back. Hey, you're, after the start of this, this year, you are going to start getting our shows once a week again. So That's what I'm about. you're welcome. Merry Christmas to y'all. So make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. Hit us up on Instagram at Squared Circle 101. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talk is Smack 101. And don't forget to download that Squared Circle app. Did we check up on that, see if it was available yet? I did not. Okay. Um, it was. I know the app is still running, but I, I didn't uh, check and see if it, it should still be in there. But I'll, I'll double check and just, uh, now, just make sure. This last year, we had a lot of life events kind of going on there. And we're going to kind of get back to the grind. And even then, I could even take partial blame on this one because I probably should have stepped up and did a little bit more grinding while you were working on the other grind, becoming like Officer Ricky over here. Except a different kind of officer. The fireman who doesn't sell weed. Now, let's talk about IamRCF.com. How are we doing over there, man? Man, it's, it's always a good day in paradise over there, man. We're growing as a, we're Ooh, growing as a gym. A story engineer. Uh, we're growing as a gym. Uh, we, we have great camaraderie. Like, love it. Always, we get great reviews, actually. Um, but I, I love being there. That's where I spend the majority of my time now. That's kind of like Lowe's uh, superpower. Is uh, being able to... Build camaraderie and network. Yeah, like he's 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 always been that kind of epicenter. But you so, know what's even funnier about that too is like, like as a business owner, he I mean he he has to care about money, but at the same time he doesn't. He really gets people in the gym that fit the characteristics yep. of the gym. Like yep. he doesn't he doesn't have to need or want everybody to be in there so just to take his money. Like like everybody in there is really close and the camaraderie is great too so that's, that's one thing I noticed about him if he was just there to take the money you guys would have a way higher turnover rate for sure. yeah you'd have very, a lot more true. people very taking true. advantage of that three week free trial and saying Sonny shoot a sent you for once just go check it out if you tell him that we sent you I guarantee he'll give you four weeks to try it out I'm, I'm just guessing I guarantee it six years running six years running six years running be, yep. do better than yesterday be better with the best King 5 Evening Magazine IamRCF.com forward slash contact. And let's talk about game time. My man D over there, man, they doing things over there. You know that? They got the store. They, they had a couple giveaways this Christmas. Go into the store in downtown Tacoma. You tell them Sonny and Shooter sent you, you get 40% off. Like that, in store. But this is local. This is down in the town. So check them out. If you need a custom jersey or you got custom jerseys, you probably already get them from game time. That's just what it is. All right, man. Howie Wood, what you got for me? Some of us are born to win. That's why our losses never matter. Some of us are born to win. I guess if if you're born, you already won, right? Uh, some people, some Technically, people, you already won because some, that was a people, race in the people, beginning. Some people are born; they just have a shitty life from the beginning, so not necessarily. <laughs> so. And maybe like Chavez Jr., right? Well, he wasn't born to win. Well, actually, actually, kind of was. Kind of was born to win. You think about it? Yeah. Stepping stones. It probably says it on his birth certificate in Spanish. Born to win. <laughs> yeah, and then he messed it up after that. He was given everything it took for him to propel to be the best. But the dad, his dad. We're gonna was, break that down are, later are, on. Those here. are two big issues to fill, but we'll get into that. Now, some of us are born to sin. If you're from Sin City, like myself, it's there. It's not necessarily a sin because it's in Sin City, right? Is that how that works? I don't think so, but I mean, I'll like, let you, I'll let if you, you were I'll... raised by ravagers and robbers, are you really a robber? I've always been a firm believer of a product of your environment, so That's you don't true. know no better. I'll That's give true. you that, especially being from That's Virginia. True. I know about it. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that one there. How we would it? What, what's the quote? One more time. Some of us are born to win. That's why our losses never matter. That's right. Some of us are born to win. That's why our losses never matter. You know what? That yeah. reminds me of a great story. His name was uh, Rocky Balboa. Came from yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. Actually, that, that quote might have came from that movie, actually. If you think about it. If you really do. Well, Paulie ran, uh, got rid of all of his money, so he took a lot of losses. Actually, he probably <laughs> took more losses than the wins, actually. Yeah, right. For a guy who used to break uh, knuckles and fingers, he couldn't break his brother-in-law's after he lost all that dough. Then he got cancer. 
Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> All right, now let's get this. Let's get this started, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about here. So this is recap week for us. Going in, we're gonna well, one more episode after this for the year. It's gonna be the wrap up. So we're gonna get right into it. So we're going about two weeks back now. We're gonna talk about Chris Eubank Jr. was on the undercard. He was a co-main event for Jamal Charlo. Okay. Now he fought Korobov. Remember Korobov was the guy that yeah, we Korobov. thought beat Jamal Charlo. Or we know because we talked about that. It was that fight was closer than their Jamel Charlo fight that he lost to Tony Harrison, and then he ended up getting the win too. Yeah. So it's just like, and that's that what went, if that I saw an argument where way. Jamal Charlo could have lost that fight. Yeah, now went either way. In there against Chris Eubank Jr., it was a good, good two or three rounds before he ended up hurting his shoulder. Okay. I thought he dislocated at first, but it wasn't dangling. He might have tore his rotator cuff and had to quit. So Chris Eubank Jr. kind of got a. Got an easy win there because this was his first fight in the U.S. under PBC. They're setting up, setting him up to fight Jamal Charlo. So Jamal. Jamal. That's what I said, right? I said Jamal or Jamal. Yeah, yeah I was just making sure you had it pronounced correctly. Jamal. Molly Mall. He's going to be facing Molly Mall most likely in the beginning of 220. Because we want to see him fight like Daniel Jacobs because I think he's kind of holding these guys back. Hence, that's why you get a Tony Harrison loss. So they need to kind of step it up there. But Chris Eubank Jr. kind of... It's, this is a safe bet for PBC. You bring this guy from Britain who's got a name already. His dad's got an established name. He's been in the World Box Super Series, right? Yeah. Been a title contender. And you got Jamal Charlo. Now, if this is the name you want to get him up against, I could see that format, but... It's still very low risk. For? For Jamal Charlo. Because he's, I think his level and Chris Eubanks are not even close. I think it is because, like, even if we put him in the same, uh, say we had Jamal Charlo in that Super Series tournament, what, how do you think that favors? I think he would have won it. He would have won it. Yeah. So, and if you can't, if Chris Eubanks Jr. Oh. can't even win that tournament. And that's tough one, though, because it would have been, it would have ended up with him and maybe Kyle Smith, and that would have been a good fight, so. I didn't say it, would have been a, it wouldn't have been a good fight, but I'm just saying, like, he if we, we would have had Jamal Charlo winning that whole thing, so one way or another, running into Chris Eubank Jr., Jamal Charlo would have easily taken yep. that. I, I figure that would be. Now, Chris Eubank Jr. got an easy win there, set it up for Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo was the main event versus Dennis Hogan, and he knocked that dude out in about, what, four rounds? I think it was? I didn't watch that you fight. You didn't watch that I fight? Didn't, I didn't watch so, that fight. So, Dennis Hogan is, is uh, another journeyman. Anytime you got an Irish guy in there, you know what he's about. He's definitely there to brawl, right? So Jamal Charlo had him out. Let's pull that up. So Dennis Hogan, he, we saw him face Daniel Jacobs last year, and he held his own pretty well. He went the distance with Daniel Jacobs, I think. We're going to find out. I don't remember if he went the distance or if he got stopped early because I, I, remember, I remember he held his own. He didn't hold his own too well with Jamal Charlo because he had him out of there pretty quick. And we always talk about how... Um... We always talk about how um, Daniel Jacobs always plays to the level of his competition. Yes. So, like, the fact that he didn't get him out. So, Dennis Hogan, nah, he fought Jaime Munguia. That's what it was. Okay. Jaime Munguia. Yeah, so Jaime Munguia. And that went uh, a majority. That was a majority decision okay. for Jaime Munguia. That's right. He was in there to get some rounds. Now, we got a fight to pick with Jaime Munguia later to, at the end of this episode. Are we picking it now? Because that fight's not to the 11th. Is it? Okay, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was this month. Was, well, that's right. We only have one fight left me. in December. You really, you really are lost with, without me. I know, I man. What's going on with you? This is your fault. There it's, you go. Look, I can only do so much, man. So how do you feel about the Charlo? We'll, we'll just talk about Jamal right now. How do you feel about his development and where he's at? Is he held back? or you think he should, I feel like he should be farther along. What? What? He's the WBC, he's the WBC uh, middleweight champ. What else do you want from him? Better resume. Just a better resume. Are, would you would you ask that for anybody else? No, this is one of the things. The PBC they locked up the one forty seven pound division, so they got they got a good round robin going on there. Okay. But they couldn't do it for this one sixty and one fifty four division. So they have slimmer pickings in there. They're trying to follow that top rank formula by keeping it in house, keeping that money generating, which is from a financial standpoint, I kind of get it. But at the same time, there's only people that suffer is the sport and and your fighters. So we'll see what happens with Jamal Charlo. No, the, like, as far as farther along, I, I would say he's, in my personal, I think he's 
good is where he's at. I think he's accomplished a lot already. The only thing I am disappointed, and it's not just on him, is because like when you have, you know, Canelo Alvarez, who you know who has a belt, uh, yep. Triple G, Demetrius Andrade, Demetrius yep. uh, Andrade, yeah. You you have the names. You have the names in that division to. When you titles. have viral videos of you getting into it with Daniel Jacobs or Demetrius Andrade, you need to be more vocal about getting those fights, right? Now we're going to talk about how that will work also. As we move forward. So, Jamal Charlo. I think the Charlos are getting held back a little bit. And it could end up hurting them. But we'll see what happens for 2020. We got they're, a lot of fights. Hey, the thing is, though, they're they're slowly grinding. They're slowly making their money. And they're they're winning still. So, okay. I, I mean, what what more do you want Ooh. out of them? You got to put yourself in their position. Is it the Lions way or the line way? The line way? The Lions way or the line way? Hey, be professional. Don't worry about that. I appreciate you stay out my personal business. Now, all right, let's move on from PBC here because we have a man. We got a lot of stuff here to talk about. So I'm Jamal so Charlo, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a quick grade for you. I'm gonna give him a uh, we'll do a scale out of one to ten. I'm gonna give him an eight on this win because I don't think Dennis Hogan was a real threat at all. I'm not gonna grade it because since I didn't see the fight and I only caught the aftermath of it, uh, that wouldn't be fair gotcha. for me to just give him any. But I can tell you're probably wrong though. Just on general principle. Shock value there. Now, did you get to see the Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz second fight? No. we. Um, I caught the highlights of it, and I saw that it uh, looks like Anthony Joshua avoided him mostly and just sat there on the outside and boxed him. But from what I saw is how was Andy Ruiz slimmed down right before the fight and, That's then, what I want blew, to talk about right and then blew up right What What's fight going game. on with that? So who photoshopped what? Did he really? Can he really suck in his gut that much? It's hard, especially we, we talked about it. We we talked about it uh, before we even started the show, like how it's talk, it's hard to be disciplined for a year. So let alone when you got somebody who pulled the um, who pulled a Roberto Duran and started partying right after he won, and then he has to get right back in the ring, right back in the training camp to slim down. To I guess that's the fight. only advantage of being a heavyweight is that you can just party hard and not worry about. Not making weight. <laughs> it's not about the weight. It's yeah. about the conditioning, man. No. Like, you know. But it's crazy because this guy, he, he walked in at 283. And for 12 rounds, he still was consistent. Chased him through the ring. And, and was throwing punches throughout the fight. But you got to look at... It was the game plan his, as it sucked. But look at his foot movement. Yeah. Look at his footwork and his down. movement that... It, that Decline rapidly declined from the first fight to the second fight. Like he was really flat-footed as it looked as he was going towards uh, Anthony Joshua, and Anthony Joshua did basically what I wanted Leo Santa Cruz to do against Carl Frampton their second fight. It's okay. like you don't have to get in there and stick it out and show that you're the tougher guy. You use that height, you use that reach, and you beat the man who you should beat, and you don't take any chances against somebody who's a wild card like that. Now, for watching that fight with Anthony Joshua, he probably boxed really for the first time in his in his career as 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 the entire game plan because you don't want to get caught. He was fighting not to get knocked out. Because there was a couple of times he got caught and you could tell it bothered him, right? Well it bothered him the first fight and it's just like if you don't learn from your mistakes then what? What do you say you keep making the same mistake over and over again? It's called insanity. So now so, <laughs> so now with Andy Ruiz blowing up there, he he got you know he his his Snickers deal and $13 million in the, in the rematch clause is what he got all the way to the bank. He uh-huh. lost, missed out on a big opportunity. He, now, did. And- he did because, like, if he wins that fight, he owns the cards. He's in the driver's he seat. Owned, he's in the driver's yeah. seat. Two and belts. it's just like... The negotiation table is on your side now. Discipline. He could have fought anywhere. They fought, fought anywhere, Saudi Arabia, right? Then, there was parts of the crowd that was segregated. And it's 2019. And what makes it worse is that you got a win and you got a loss against Anthony Joshua, but nobody's gonna, nobody, everybody's gonna discount your win against them. Yep. And they're gonna know that. Not even know it was a no, fluke. It's just fluke, like, yeah. it's just like how we talk about how Buster Douglas beats Tyson. It's like nine times out of ten, he's gonna he's gonna lose, but that doesn't even matter because of the the route that you took after that fight. So I feel sorry because like I think Anthony Ruiz, Anthony, I mean um, Andy Ruiz. Uh, I don't know what's lined up for him next, but I think he's going to end up falling off. Like if he if he doesn't uh, stick to his or stay disciplined with it, he's still he could live, he could still probably get some good fights off of that one win for the next couple years. Now let's look at Anthony Joshua versus the rest of the heavyweight division. So with that performance alone, 
Okay, let's keep this simple. Is Anthony Joshua back in the pound-for-pound rankings with you? No. Do you see him a threat to any of the top heavyweights? No. No, 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 no. Yes, he is a threat. He He's always got a bunch win. of chance. He can win. But when it comes to Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder, I don't think he has what it takes to... Hill, even Alexander Usyk. That's the one I, I was going to ask. I don't even. I don't think he has what it takes to so, sit there and outbox everybody like those guys, especially with anybody any with any decent amount of power. Now I think Anthony Joshua will probably end up against Dylan White for a second time, right? Because Dylan White was on the card, he just beat uh, Marius Walk, and I'm pretty sure they're going to set that up, hoping that he can get that win there to lead to a bigger fight and get the winner of this Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder. Now Usyk is already there on the zone. Same promoter, same network, and there's already talks about getting him in the ring with Anthony Joshua. Now, I think Usyk needs to fight at least one more legit heavyweight, like Joseph yeah. Parker, yeah. before you throw him in there with an Anthony Joshua. The thing about Anthony Joshua that's that's going to worry me about is kind of like uh, it's kind of like a Khan after he kept getting knocked out. So now it's like you see that there's a kryptonite in this guy. You see that he can his chin is suspect. And he's scared to not get rocked and not get hit. So you put some pressure on him, kind of like with uh, with your boy uh, uh, Vladimir. <laughs> uh, Vladimir. Now, it's, it's never a good sign when certain people knock you out. One of them is Vladimir Klitschko or probably Balanaji. Yeah. Never a good sign. But now. So, but, but anybody who's walking into a fight with Anthony Joshua now knows that if I have any little bit of power, if I put pressure on him, kind of like Andy Ruiz did and take his punches, take his punches, you can beat Anthony Joshua. So now that fear of not necessarily you had to be scared of him but now that undefeated uh mystique that he had behind him kind of like that uh that bravado of oh man this is the champ who's undefeated it's like nah man you struggle with andy ruiz and the second time you fought him you were kind of on your bike sitting there boxing from the outside so like now that's going to give anybody that vote of confidence like boxing is like like what tyson say he mastered the artist skullduggery a lot of the fights that he won he won before he even stepped in the ring. So you kind of lost that stigma with with you dealing with Andrew Ruiz. Floyd, whenever the two rematches that he had, it's everybody questioned the first fight. And then he had to prove, no, that was a fluke of how close that was. Let me show you how I can dominate this fight. Andrew Ruiz straight did a Buster Douglas. He came in overweight after his one big win. Yeah. It got it got worked. Yeah. It got worked. Now, let me I might have to, I'm gonna defer, I might have to defer to the house's story on this one here. When you got a top heavyweight, is it good or bad for them to be a little gun shy now? Because that's what's gonna happen. He's always gonna be a little gun shy because we know what 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 Deontay Wilder how hard he hits. He's listen, gonna take down half of the house. Listen, you gun shy or smarter. I would say the way he fought this second fight was smarter. Yes. More than gun-shy. But Andy Ruiz doesn't have... First of all, Andy Ruiz is not a, as good as a boxer as Tyson Fury and doesn't have the punching power of Deontay Wilder. Yep. So who says that game plan is going to work? True. You're going to have to sit there and smother and keep a fist in Deontay Wilder's face and just toe-to-toe. I don't think he can outbox Tyson Fury. I don't think he can at all. I, think, I still think Tyson Fury runs the table. Now... What we also don't know is did Anthony Joshua just learn to box or did he always have this in him? But we'll find out in the future as we move on to next year. Now, 2020's got a lot of bright prospects coming up here. Andrew Ruiz, he had his shot. Anthony Joshua's got his chance for redemption. But who's going to be on the rise? We got Shakur Stevenson. Now, Mick Conlon. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a champion right now. So he's a champion say, right we now. We can't even say he's on the rise. He's here. He's, he's we, on. We need to see more fights and I need to see him getting more scuffles because I don't know what type of fighter. In or out the ring. In the ring. Okay. In the ring. No more outside the ring. Because right. I still need it. Like, we know what kind of boxer he is. But I don't, know black what, white I, don't, I don't know what kind of fighter he is. I need to see what's in his heart and when it's dug up. When yeah, because his like, street hey. fight video didn't look too well. <laughs> didn't look First well of all, all, what street fight video actually looks well? Yours? That's different. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Now... Redemption is always there for some people. Anthony Joshua got his, but Mick Conlon got his chance. Yeah. Versus Vladimir Nicotine. Now, this is the dude that beat him in the Olympics, that the infamous middle figure. Yeah. So, did beat him, but beat him. And this was his chance to face his approach. Now, Vladimir Nicotine showed up. Yeah. And he made that a fight. But yeah. Mick Conlon, I think, got the better of it. Definitely won the fight. He did. But it was a, it was a good chance of redemption. I mean, that, that's some Bob Arum stuff right there. 
the great white hype. The one thing is like you know, we're, just like we always talk about how Mick Conlon and Shakur Stevenson are always going to be linked throughout their whole careers because of the Olympics and them coming in, them getting with uh, top rank, and then also uh, Shakur Stevenson going under Andre Ward. Yep. Um, the one thing I love about uh, Mike Conlon, Mick Conlon. Is the what I want? <laughs> I, I, I love that everybody just calls him Big Conlon. It's like Conlon. so disrespectful. It's, it's, That's like just calling uh, me Giddy Ill. Yeah. <laughs> look, <laughs> hey, hey Giddy Ill, what's up? The, what what's I want to see from Secure Stevenson, as far as that dog in him when he gets rough, is what I see all the time in Mick Conlon. Yeah. And so, like, no matter what, whether the fight is going his way or not his way, I know that he's always going to have a chance, and I know. That he's always going to give it his all in his heart, and is you got to you got to cut his head off to actually beat him. So he's one of the few Irish fighters I've seen that can get lured into a brawl and still have enough patience to kind of step back and box him. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the beauty of going far in the Olympics too. Hey, that, because that's, you can't that goes win, you can't every get that far in the Olympics without learning how to box. Yeah, because you only have a few rounds to actually make your impact, and you you don't get that just by fighting. You got to box. You got to box there and look good doing it. It's 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 checker. It's chestnut checkers, right? Yes, sir. So. The great white hype is here with Mick Conlon. He got his chance for redemptions against Vladimir Nikitin. Now, he did get it. He didn't get the medal, but he got the medal here in his heart that he won. Nobody and he cares knows. about that. Nobody cares about. <laughs> right? Nobody cares about that, man. Hey, man. There's no hey, moral victories. No moral right. victories, man. In the moral loneliest, victories in only the, count in the loneliest sport in the world. That's right. Yeah. Now, this was on the undercard of a very highly anticipated head, not heavyweight, but lightweight world title shot. Right. One thirty-five. Richard Kobe versus. Sorry, Teofimo Lopez versus Richard Kobe. Yes. So, we didn't pick. We didn't pick who was going to win this fight before this, and even if we the fight did, stuck up on it so quick. Even if we did, I still would have a hard time picking it. It'd literally be a coin flip. But just over, I think when we were talking about it before, just resume alone and uh, yeah, the resume alone, and then also experience. I would have went with Richard Kobe. And he did good in the very beginning. So, it was a, it was a firefight from the get go. Yeah. When Richard Kobe got knocked out, they both were throwing the same punch, and Lopez landed just first. Got, just got to it quicker. It reminded me of Matisse when he knocked out Lamont Peterson. Yeah. They both threw the same punch. One shall stand, one shall fall, just like after this prime. Now, Teofimo Lopez, what's his record? He's got fourteen wins in. Yes, now this man. is this is a weird situation because he becomes the mandatory for my band uh, v- v- what's it uh, Vasily Vasily High Tech Lomachenko right now this is gonna be a heavyweight I'm sorry a lightweight title fight with two guys who are gonna have a combined record of 30, 30, 30, 30 wins. wins right yeah Richard Kobe had thirty six fights already or something like that right so what's what's Teofimo Lopez's record. He's 15 and 0 with 12 knockouts. How old is he? He is 22. 22. How Lomachenko's 30 years old, so he's he's in 30s now. The eight year difference and experience will probably be the decider, but a puncher's chance is real. We see what happens when you get hit. Yeah. yeah. Now we don't know if Lomachenko can really take a punch because. No one's ever really landed flush on him. Yeah, the only person that was able to land flush was your uh, Leatherface, your boy Jorge uh, Lederes, uh, and he got he caught him with a straight uh, down One, the two. pipe with um, when he was squared up. Yep. So it's just like it was momentum that more took him down than not. I'm not taking anything away from him, but yeah, it's hard to land a solid punch on Vasil Lomachenko. This dude never stops moving. It's like he's square dancing all yeah. day. So just moving just right around you, circling you. He's like he's he's almost like a like a hawk or a buzzard, just circling his prey, always hitting these precise shots. Now a guy like Teofimo Lopez, who gets very emotional in the ring, yeah, and outside the ring also, loves to celebrate. What happens if he can't knock out Lomachenko? What happens to celebrations then? If I don't think he's gonna beat Lomachenko, but also I don't know if if he could take a loss and handle it. Well, you never know. You never know how you're going to take a loss until you actually get it. And that's what we always talk about. What is the fighter going to do after he comes off a loss? The only thing is, I don't want to sound like I'm hating uh, because the thing is, like, I think it's, I think when uh, we have ESPN and all these keep ranking Lomachenko as number one pound for pound. And we, you know, first of all, we always say you don't have to be undefeated to be the best in boxing. Everybody has, we have, we have, uh, 
Canelo Alvarez is pound for pound number he's our one. Current just, number one. He's our current number one, and he has a loss on his record, no matter who it is against. But like we, st- he has a loss on his record. But the only thing is, I keep waiting for Lomachenko to run in somebody who's actually worthy of being in there with him. I, I never, I never really feel like we always think it's going to be a good fight, whether it's Nicholas Walters, whether it's Jeremy it, Wigandow. It, it probably won't happen until well, UFC 38, the game when he faces uh, Body Bouse. Because Jones. it's like, because it's like. I hate, and it's not his fault because he's putting up, he's putting away everybody that's yeah. in front of him. His but record he's is either he's either too big. Three hundred fights yeah. with three. He's, he's either he's either too big for the fighters, yeah. or the fighter Linares is at the end of his career, so they're too old, or you know, inexperienced. Like it's it's kind of like what always what people said about Floyd as far as like he always found the right time to fight somebody. And I don't want to, and I don't want to give, not necessarily give him credit, but I don't want that stigma on him yeah. just because, like, he's a very talented fighter. Very, Floyd switched very his style up, though. He didn't have the same style he began with that he ended with. He just something clicked in his brain. He figured out the business. He figured out the game, and figured everybody else in the game quickly. And that that was his superpower. Now Lomachenko is just so unique. His only downfall is his size. If he was a little bit bigger, we'd see him against competition that could handle him because we thought. Rigadell would have been that guy. But you know, he ended up still being too big. We thought the axe man, Nicholas Walters, would have handled him or at least gave him some problems. Yeah. Nope. We thought, uh, who else was there? Ladera is probably the only one who really gave us uh, some issues. The white boy. The white boy. Luke Campbell uh, gave us some issues yeah, uh, too. Not even Luke Campbell. No, what was his name? Um, we, f- we saw him fight. Hold on. Which one? Which Go one? Ahead, keep talking. Which white dude? Are we talking uh, probably British, right? Talk about British guy? Lobacheco. Now, this is a dude that everybody's hype on. I know Max Kellerman thinks Harris Crawford is number one. We got Canelo number one based off a of resume. And uh, Lobacheco ranks. Where do we rank him? We got him ranked in that. I think he's like. We got him number nine half. on our list. Yeah. Number nine on our pound for pound list. Now, that just. Now, I think we got a legit list here because we're going to be unbiased, except for maybe Terrence Crawford. Definitely. But for the most part, I'm not, I'm not sold on the hype train because of the, his level of competition he has to go against. So now when we pull up his few 14, 15 fights he had with his second world title shot. Hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming. That's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) Baby. Only if you lost the race. What you got? Jason Sosa. Jason Sosa. That's what I was thinking of. Barely a white guy. (laughs) Barely a white guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's only white in a black neighborhood. That's it. So Now, he beat him down pretty bad. And we thought he was going to give him at least some work. But that didn't work out too well. Now, with Teofimo Lopez going up against him next year, I would be surprised, actually, if Top Rank doesn't let that fight happen till the end of the year. Why do you think that? Uh, buddy, because if he, once he beats, once Lomachenko beats Lopez, what's left for him? He ain't going to get a Mikey Garcia fight. He ain't going to move up. He's too small. Maybe, maybe progress at 140. But even then, he might be too small. So... Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked, everybody, if you don't see Tiafimo Lopez fight Lomachenko until the end of 2020. Here's my prediction for you right now. Big shout-out to him for getting his first world title. His dad predicted it. His dad didn't predict his marriage and his mom, you know, his marriage and his mom not getting along together, but he did predict this world title. So we'll see what happens in the future for Tiafimo Lopez. He's still young. I don't, I'm not a big fan of his celebrations, but we'll see how he celebrates if he's able to get the win over Lomachenko next year. Now, let's get into this 147-pound division. We got a house favorite here, Terrence Bud Crawford. Yep. Against... And against... Agus Kaviaskis. Kaviaskis. Now, I'm pretty sure that someone just slapped the keyboard for his name and made him up. They yeah. found this dude in the crowd. Now, did Terrence Crawford do some Triple G stuff? Yes, he did. I think when we were, bo- when we were both watching this, we were worried because we'd never seen... Terrence Crawford takes so many punches, especially unnecessarily. Yes. I think that was the thing that, that surprised us. And then with him taking those unnecessary shots, I think both of us were, were – we, we tried to be unbiased as much, but at the same time, we can still be We're a still fan. fans. We're still, We're still fans. fans. So yeah. we've never seen him ch- – we've never seen his chin tested. So it's could he take a punch, which obviously we see he can. He took a punch from Gambo. He's taken punches before. Now, no, but you've never seen this many times he's no, been connected. I, I've never seen anything where it seemed like he was really bothered. Yeah, but not really. Yeah, because like, he was definitely he definitely got wobbled a little bit. Yeah. Now 
before the fight, we watched his little interview with Andre Ward, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I didn't even really notice until he brought it up with Ward was that all these other people in the 147-pound division that are with PBC, they don't ever mention his name, ever, on any of their televised fights or anything. Look, dude... What do they what do they say in Harry Potter? The dude we don't we don't say ah. his name around uh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Bald, you don't Baltimore want him. You don't want him appear. You don't yeah. want Voldemort here. No, you don't dude, want him here. This dude is scared. You don't the say Candyman. You mentioned. don't say Candyman in the you don't say Candyman in the bathroom. You don't say Lord <laughs> Voldemort's name. And you don't call out Terrence Crawford. There's a yeah. few things and certainties that you don't do in life because you you no. because he's the one who will answer that. It's not it's not yes. there's when you call out a Floyd, when you call out a Canelo or anything like that, you know they they don't they don't bother with. They're like, okay, I'll get to you when that's possible. Terrence Crawford, Terrence Crawford will fight you in a parking lot. Yeah, he's so, a goon. he's a goon. Something's yeah. wrong with that boy, for real. Now, is there a chance that he fought that way to make himself seem more vulnerable to lure men? When because we ain't heard when, nobody mention his name when, until yesterday. When Jorge Linares knocked down Lomachenko, Lomachenko said. He actually did me a favor. Yeah. Because yeah. now more people may be like, think, think okay, I have a chance think, against think, him. Get him. It, but that's the thing is, like, Terrence Crawford fought that way because he wanted to, not because he was forced. And that just even makes it more scary, not knowing that this man is also dangerous, but he can take a punch. So what happens when your power doesn't bother him? I don't know. Now, I'm not sure how hard Kaviaskis hits. I know he's no, he's no slouch, two time Olympian. He hits hard enough to bother him. Uh, got maybe a little disrespected because the name is unknown which by the is, critics, which is not his fault. And, not at all. And it's tough to really talk about, talk to people about Kaviaskis when you see this fight because it's like Terence Crawford uh, TKO'd him, but Kaviaskis will beat almost any one of the any one other welterweight who's not a top, who's not a. He can take out like a Jose Cito Lopez. He'll beat Andre Berto. He'll probably beat. You know, if Victor Ortiz, if he decides he wants to fight more, he'll beat Devin Alexander and the rest of these gatekeepers. Yeah. Now, his stock definitely went up in this fight. Yeah. And one of the things that I've always learned is that when we got these guys that don't fight in the U.S. or come from the U.S. or any of, like, our brethren countries that, like, in the U.K., you know, or any of these other places where a lot of fighters generate from, maybe Australia or anywhere, that it's easy for everyone to write them off because you just don't know them, right? Yeah. But also, I know not to get sold on their record as well. And it, that doesn't go the other way. So, like, he's from, like, uh, Latvia, where, you know, where they make super villains. Lithuania. Now, there, they can say if a U.S. guy comes over there and has a record of 30-0, that's a legit record. Yeah. Versus when you're in Lithuania fighting other taxi drivers or probably all sparring partners. Who knows? Yeah. I don't even know how many other fighters came out of there. Just, I think Dr. Doob's the only one. That's it. But his stock went up. He definitely had a good performance. Now, we want to see Crawford versus everybody in the PBC. They don't give him no bitches at all. But hey, we also know he wants to take a stance with top rank. Listen, we we give we have Canelo pound for pound number one see? at Square Circle because of resume alone. See? Kaviaskis, Amir Khan, Jose Benavidez, Jeff Horn, Julius Andango, Felix Diaz, yeah. John John yeah. Molina, Victor Postal, Hank Lundy, Dierry Jean, Thomas Delorme, Ray Beltran, Gamboa, Ricky Burns. Those were, I literally read all those in order from his last fights. Right there, right. That's Face it, really everybody not, in front of hey, me. Hey, that's... Hey, hey, hey. 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 I, Amir Khan's the only one out of there that I would take a chance and fight. Yeah. Just because like, I know I got a shot. He'll oh, probably work me, but I got a shot. Hey, at least. Quietly, he's not... Terrence Crawford's record is and who he's fought is not getting the respect it deserves. <laughs> not at all. Now, at the end of the fight, Timothy Bradley, he's slowly becoming the Black Teddy Atlas, right? <laughs> Timmy Atlas. We, we might as well just call him that now. Timothy Atlas. Timmy Atlas. I like that. So, as long as it, now that we said it, he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, giving up. You know the the fight game, the the keys to victory. He's gonna start doing it before the fights. Watch. Yeah. So Timmy Atlas, he made up a big point. He said, in February we got Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Okay. So we know that the PBC top rank can make fights happen. Yeah. And called out everybody for not mentioning his name. Listen. What did, who was this, first to respond? Is, listen, this isn't the NFL where you have your division games and then everything is just decided throughout yep. the season. You can make, look, Showtime and HBO made Make Pack happen. Yeah. And neither in PBC and in, in top rank, they're not, 
the same. They're not they're not on that level. Showtime and HBO is like the Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> they don't ever get along for nothing at all. You can make it happen if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if we're pay, if we're putting money on anybody, it's not Terrence Ta- Crawford's team that's dragging this. Now, are these fighters being a little bit too classy though? Because I, I think they they all have a level of respect for each other. They don't want to talk too much stuff. I think I think Terrence Crawford is upset about the whole situation just because how he talks. He's like, look, I'm talking. You guys know who I want. He yeah. says that. You guys know who I want. I've exactly. been yeah, yeah. I've been talking, and he's fought everybody. Yeah. It's the Earl Spences and everybody else, and the and the Manny Pacquiao. He's Terrence Crawford's been calling these guys out forever. Andre Ward thinks he's gonna end up fighting Sean Porter first for the PBC, and that's a. <sighs> That's actually a really good fight, and especially, really good fight. and especially the way Sean Porter's been. Look against Errol Spence. He's Sean Porter's has some of the best looking losses. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's like as far as like we can see, this is like God damn that loss was good, boy. Like you know we don't give out you know yeah, we don't yeah. give out seven plates ribbons, but that's right. That's if there right. are, yeah. I would give him a couple because like some of the losses he's took, I'm like yo man, that was yo, a great fight. That was a great. That fight. was a really great fight. So he wasn't supposed to beat Danny Garcia. He was yeah. supposed to go this long with. Errol Spitz. Yeah. And I think him against Terrence Crawford would be a great test for Terrence Crawford and a very risky fight, but I think that's a fight that could happen too. So I, I've got to agree with if, Audrey Ward on that If one. Terrence Crawford beats Sean Porter, there's nobody I think that can touch him. It depends how he beats him. It depends like, how he beats him. The, thing is, um, the way that Errol Spence beat him wasn't that impressive. No, not at all. So he has to... He would definitely have to put on a better performance. The best thing for Terrence Crawford right now is that he has two knockouts that are late in fights. And we don't see that a lot with a lot of these 147-pounders that they can't get about early. It's not too you're often. Not, you're not knocking out Sean knockouts. Porter. No, nobody you're not, does. You're not knocking out Sean Porter. No, you need a shot. I will tell you, I will tell you that. And as much as we like Terrence Crawford, you're not knocking him out. So that's already out the window. Now, Ter- Errol Spence was the first and only one to respond when Timothy Bradley called everybody out. What, do you remember what he said? Yeah. He, I don't. I don't remember exactly what he said, but uh, this you know is a, this, this. A, this is a family friendly show, so yeah. we can't say these gotcha. kind of things on the air. Now, Errol Spence spoke for the first time. Um, looked like he just got out of a fight. Yeah, and when did that accident happen? What two months ago? Yeah, not bad. He said he must got some weapon X in him. It was funny because like I've watching the um, watching the fight last night, and then they you know he, Earl Spence spoke, and then they showed the accident. You better believe in God. The best thing about that was. Uh, <laughs> When they asked him, like, well, what what happened here? What's going on? He said, well, I'm not at liberty to say because I've been advised by my lawyers not to say anything about it. <laughs> hey, man, you were feeling good. You was in your hometown. You was in a shiny car. You were looking hey. good. You the champ. He, Everybody, wherever you just uh, left, somebody he, was like, hey, yo, champ, you take it easy. Hey, champ, hey, champ, he, champ. You got called champ a thousand times before you left wherever he was going. I don't care if it was at his home. He was feeling good. This was a, this. This should have been a scene in a hood movie because he got in a car accident in front of his own bureau. You know what it kind of remind me of? Like boys in the hood. Boys in the hood too. He would have been shot in his own. Nah, bureau, it, it kind of reminded <laughs> me of. Uh, and remember the Titans, right when Jerry Bertier got hit by that car, yeah, and everybody yeah. in the town was cheering him on, yeah, yeah. and it looked and good. He and he's like, yeah. yeah, and he smashed out, gets hit by a car, and it's just like, damn, bro, you just you, you you ruined everything for me. And 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 yeah. when this accident, just I mean, we're making light of the situation now because like we see that he's okay. He's okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I probably he's, still he's, be cracking jokes if he wasn't. But well, he's playing with house money. Yeah, yeah. Because if he loses. He can play with on the accident. Now I do like that he's not 100. percent Does not want any tune-ups. He wants Danny Garcia, that's Manny stupid. Pacquiao, that's stupid. Terrence Crawford. That's stupid. It's pride Everybody, talking. Everybody will give you a pass on any one of these tune-up yeah. fights. You, you wrecked your Ferrari, not, bro. Look, you wrecked your Ferrari. Hey, no, no, no. I understand no, if you don't want to no, get behind no, a wheel no, no. of a car. You wreck a car when you hit another car. Your car flipped <laughs> and tumbled, man. Yeah. Your, tar- your car <sighs> almost incinerated damn near. Yeah. Like that, if you if you didn't hear the story and you looked at that accident I showed you, dead. and I said, "Did they live or die?" What did you say? Dead. He's dead. They cloned him. They cloned him. That's Dude, it. He's not real. Take the tuna fights, man. Take the tuna. It's okay. Look, hey, we. You're already the champ. We know you're tough. We know. It's good. It's good. And it's not We're like fine. you're a nobody and you're you're not on borrowed time. Now, take the tuna fight. With the past fights that we've had recently, any power for power ranking changes? Do you think we need to make? No. I agree. Wait a minute. Let me see it. No. Let me see. I think I agree. <laughs> so, on, we'll run through the list real quick me, here. Me, yeah. Now, I still got, we still got a little bit, we got Thurman here at the number 10. So, I'm going to go from number 10. And I'm starting to think we might be ready to move out, move on from Thurman. 
Oh, oh, are we? Are we? We'll discuss this next. Are year. we? So because I've been trying to get rid of him forever. We'll talk about this baby. And up you a keep wrap holding up. on to him like he's a herpy. What time? You know, you get it one time, it lasts forever. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so Keith Thurman, we got him at number ten. Lomachenko okay. number nine. Okay. Mikey Garcia number eight. Okay. Tyson Fury number seven. Okay. Triple G number six. Wilder five. Spence four. Usyk three. Crawford two. Candelo one. I I don't see any reason to change anything. Spence hasn't lost. He hasn't fought anybody. So I I know this is an accident, but I don't I don't want to move. But I don't want to I don't, move him either, but I, th- I could say if there's an argument to put him above Usyk, I would be a sh- I would be bad at it. I just think Usyk skill wise is the better fighter, but Spence has got the better fight. The only thing that we need to move is Thurman, and you won't let me. We'll discuss it in 2020. We'll talk about one time. We'll talk about a one time. Then. The house historian <laughs> should Inouye be number ten, and should Thurman be out of there, or what? Because I've been fighting for in- I've been fighting for Inouye for a few months. Mm. Yeah. Uh, More we'll, active. We'll discuss in 2020. You yeah. want to just put a Donna Stevenson up there then? Same person. Same person. <laughs> but, on why is it, is this his, is this his tribute? <laughs> is this how we're gonna tribute him? You're putting the same guy, the, the same guy that we trashed on for doing the same thing Keith Thurman is doing. You're holding on. But he he, he lost he what? a legit to a legit contender, and he was hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt. Hurt his hand. Like Chavez Jr. Like Chavez Jr. Hurt. Uh, Dante. Uh, Adonis Stevenson. <laughs> oh, you, well, just gonna, you got a Euro step mark comment? That's fine. Thurman has recorded injuries <laughs> with doctor visits and notes to back it up. Adonis Stevenson just chilled at the top of the hill with the Superman cape. Hey, Two different scenarios. Did you ever bring a doctor's note when you skipped school? Never. If I, if never, I did, it was never. allegedly signed by yeah, my okay, father. Okay. See, see, hey. No, my girlfriend wrote it. Hey, see? See? Look, man. Anybody can get a doctor's note. Every time I think about about a doctor's <laughs> note from high school, is that a girlfriend wrote, I, I can picture it down. I'm like, you only accepted that because it was turned in. Yeah. <laughs> no teacher ever believed it. There's like, there's no way here. Like, there's no way that this is true. All right. Now, Mo Hooker returned to the rink also. Mighty Mo. Mighty Mo. I'm a big fan of him. He has also entered the 147-pound division, adding another fighter there to it. Jose Ramirez wants to unify and then move up also. Progress is talking about moving up. This welterweight division is getting so stacked. I don't. We might have to just have them like have three round fights and just fight all each other the I, same day. Look, I've never I've never been the one to shy away from competition or anything like that. Okay. Dude, it's real thick in there, man. I'd probably have to stay at one forty if I. I mean, I, like, I mean, if you think you have if you think you have the skill set, then 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 I'll be it. Do it. But at one forty seven. Do you see Mo Hooker taking the title away from anybody? Do you see him being Earl Spence, Manny Pacquiao, uh, Virgil Ortiz, Terrence Crawford? I can see him beat Virgil Ortiz. He would give every other one of those names some problems. You think he could probably he could possibly beat Pacquiao because of his long arms, uh, and also Pacquiao's age is against him. Okay, but he he would give everybody a legit problems. Now he's moving up because he's just naturally a bigger guy. He's got seven eight kids to yeah. feed. Now Jose Ramirez. Wants to unify, so he's focused on legacy first. It seems like, and then move it up. I don't think, I don't think he will pose a bigger threat than Maurice Hooker can. But we'll have to wait and see because Bo doesn't get two titles. You don't go to Oklahoma and you beat Alex Acedo in his hometown for nothing. You know what? Maybe you can't move up to 147. It seems like everybody's avoiding each other anyway. So right. Maybe, maybe you don't have. Maybe you don't have to run into nobody. <laughs> by, the, by the time yeah, they the fight each other, it's gonna be a like, charity. Hey, right, it's right, gonna be I'm a gonna, charity I'll event. You, not you. Yeah. I'll fight you. Not you. And I'll take one of these gold or silver belts that, that right. everybody gets a piece <laughs> the of. The bronze too. belt. Yeah. Everybody's. They're all gonna be fighting for charity events with oversized gloves. Mm-hmm. Now, Mighty Mo returned on the Daniel Jacobs versus Chavez Jr. card. Now, up until this fight, when it happened, what two days ago or yesterday? I didn't think this was actually a legit fight until it came up. I thought this was the internet making stuff up, you messing with me, and then it actually happened. And this is the worst thing ever. Now, he refused to take a drug test. I don't know if I agree with him or stand next to him on that one because, you know, it's... I don't think he's going to fail for PEDs, if anything, right, with David, with Chavez Jr. Now, Eddie Hearn had this fight moved from California to Arizona. With the quickness. We've seen this once in combat sports. In less time. And that was with John Jones. When he failed the test. Dana White had that moved overnight. 
Now, at least the Chavez Jr. fans, they were moved to another place close to Mexico, so they can still travel. And they had some time to get their refunds and everything else. Now, Daniel Jacobs, the smaller fighter, took the fight. And this was an interesting fight, because... I don't... I, I just watched this a few yeah. minutes ago. It's fresh on the break. And then I... And then when I read about it and I saw the highlights, like I saw that, you know, they're saying Chavez quit on the stool. Real substantial. And then so when I, when, I get, when I get a background story like that too, I, when I start watching, I'm like, I'm looking for the change. I'm like, okay, when is this going to happen? When is it going to turn? <laughs> and then I and then through round five, it was a close fight in my eyes. He was looking good. It and, was... then, and then it goes from he has a broke nose and he can't breathe to he has a broke hand. And between him and his head trainer, Freddie Roach, they had... Uh, a that their their stories wasn't straight. Look, if you uh, look, 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 if anybody comes and say, "Hey, the principal's yep. coming to get you out of class, and they need to talk to you too," what's the first thing we're doing? Hey, <laughs> my boy James called me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, I don't know who called me. Anyway, one of my boys called me one time, and he goes, "Hey, yo, if my <laughs> wife calls you, tell her we went to the movies." And I'm like, "You all right?" He said, "Can you just do me that favor?" I said. All right. Well, what movie? Who drove? Yeah. What What time was the movie? What theater did we go? We I need back. Get, get your story straight. Yeah, yeah. So if your nose is broke or your arm is broke or your hand is broke, yeah. y'all need to talk that out before you come out. If you're gonna lie, if you're gonna lie to us, make it believable. Freddie Roach came into that ring like celebrity arm candy on the red carpet. <laughs> Basically, that's all it was. He was just there to say, "Hey, I got, I got, I got a celebrity with me, right?" Because I, I, I feel like you know he probably there did his job, tried to train him, get prepare him. But after watching this fight, all I did was learn about his relationship with his dad. It sort of seemed like who looked disappointed. You know, whenever I think of Chavez Jr., like, and I was so high up on him, especially. Well, I can't say when he came out because he kid high up with him because <laughs> he's got fifty plus fights. Yeah, but I think of the. I miss HBO twenty four seven. You know what are you gonna do? I, I, I really, I really do. Those, I thought those were great, great segments. Yep. And then it was. Um, I can I think move it was to Mexico a, tomorrow. And come back in two weeks with fifty fights. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Let's not put too much hey, into that. Real, real talk. No, but the but the I one thing I thought all, about the one I thing I thought about and and it's still burning to my mind was Freddie Roach sitting on the um, side of the ring, you know, padded up, waiting for Chavez Chavez Jr. to get in there. And then Chavez wakes up, says he's not going to make it, and starts doing mitt drills in his living room. <laughs> and and then, like I will never forget that because it's like, dude, you have a seven-time <gasps> yeah. trainer of the year that you're just like, hey, has parts. I'm not coming. Yeah. I'm not coming. Yeah, I'm not coming. I'm just going to do this over here. Yeah. If Vince Lombardi is training you or coaching you, and you say, hey, yo, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's a slap in the face. And the fact that he <laughs> Freddie Roach, they must have paid him pretty handsomely, or or. Chavez Sr. He probably was has like, his own villa or in Chavez Mexico. Senior, Chavez Sr. was like, come on, man, it's me. It's, it's, my, yeah, yeah. it's my boy. Yeah, it's me, my boy. Do me this favor. Do, now, me, do me this favor. Chavez Jr. is... If he was a female, he would definitely be a stripper. Because he is searching for his father's <laughs> approval. And I feel like his dad... I'm going to break him down. His dad, probably his whole life, telling him, you don't need to fight, you don't want to fight, you should fight. It's not for you. But there's nowhere Chavez Jr. could walk around in Mexico or Southern California without getting some stuff with that name. If Canelo ever dies, I'm blaming Chavez Sr. Chavez Jr. <laughs> For killing because, him. Because, like, have you seen the way Chavez Sr. looks at Canelo when he fights, man? He, he's just like, God damn, you're the son I, ne- I son wish I, I never had. had. Like, the son I never had, like, yep. like, I'm not... You have the name, and <laughs> yeah. you just, you're just over here looking at... God, man, that could And they got the same amount of fights! I feel like if Chavez Jr. even never fought, that people would just give him stuff all, where he's walking around. Oh, yeah. you Chavez Jr.? Yeah. You Chavez Jr.? What you got? What you got? Now, now I'm going to make a, a nomination here, and you tell me if you could agree or disagree. But should we change the name of the Tin Man Award to the Chavez Jr.? Because we, we can get a Tin Man online and just put his picture right on the head. And this is a legit award. And that would be the most disrespectful award to get. Yeah. If you got the Chavez Jr. award, I'll, I'll send it to you okay. in any language. Okay. Like I unders like we can use Chavez as a euphemism, but no, we can't give him the okay. Tin Man the, the name. I like saying Tin Man. I do too. Because it just sounds hollow just saying it. Just <laughs> it no does. heart. Just no heart. Just, there's there's no just, questions about what we're yeah. talking about there. That's no. for sure. That's um, for sure. What was I what was I about to say going into what is he said he said to Freddie Roach? I know this is my last chance. Yeah. Is he done? 
Is he done? What, last chance in boxing or last chance for his dad's approval? Uh, I, I, think, his da- I think his dad was there out of obligation. Uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Eddie Hurd made him show up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, this is your son's purse. This is your purse just for showing up there. You, you're going to be on the other side of the red carpet walking walking into the ring with him. If I was Chavez Sr., I would be wearing my own headband that says Chavez Sr. I, I would have to have Chavez Jr. on my forehead, man. That's just... He, he should just get a bed bed that just says Mexico. I was... Just, um, just generalize it. Keep it simple. Uh, that Robert Greene book, uh, 48 Laws of Power or something like that. Yeah, I think it was 48 Laws of Power. One of the things they said, I read in there was like, you never want to follow in the footsteps of a great man because it's so hard to match up with those shoes. Yeah. You want to create your own path. That way you're never compared. Yep. You, if he was a, a race car driver, he'd be all good. Yep. But the fact that you... Dude, How did you box? This is why Jordan dude, Jr. Look, doesn't look, play look. basketball, right? You ask anybody off the street, name a, name, give me five famous Mexicans. That's not Jose Cuervo or Pancho Villa. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're going to give you Chavez. They're going to give you Canelo. They're going to give you Chavez Sr. And, and who else? Who, who else do you know? Give me another, fam- give me another famous um, I, I know. Uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Pablo. Uh, the, the, Pablo the cartel Escobar. guy. The cartel pa- guy. Pablo right? Escobar. Yeah. Okay. No, he, he's Colombian. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> who, who's the, the, the Sinaloa? <laughs> That's horrible. Okay, so, that's so horrible. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no, El Chapo. El Chapo. El there Chapo. We go. He's a okay. okay, so that's three. That's three. And, uh, no, no. Was he El Chapo? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, okay. Sorry, All right. So we know two. We know two. Okay. Four including tequilas. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. Yeah. So now. How about was Salvador Sanchez Mexican? Yes, he, I was thinking of him. But okay. Salvador Sanchez. The average boxer. The average yeah. boxer. Average. Thing. No, no. no. I'm not, no. Let's think about been, popular Mexicans. I'm, just, that's what I'm, I'm not even talking about boxers. I'm talking about popular Mexicans. Oh man. So the fact <laughs> that you're so, the fact that the you're Taco Bell the Taco Bell yeah. dog, the the, yeah, the, the Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Okay, I'll count that. Okay, I mean, we we'll count famous. that one. That's right. He had a, he had a good run, but you don't you don't. You're forever associated with your pops, and you're a failure. Yeah. He better hope his Look, pops. Ken Griffey never dies. Jr. was the only one. He's not Mexican. But only one to be right there in his dad's footsteps. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, succeed. And, and succeed. And succeed. So you got him. Um, George Foreman is his son now. Is boxing, and he's undefeated. Yeah. He's got like four, four fights. I heard he's gonna take over the grill business, though. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, that, hey. Hey, the grill will never go out. If that's never if go that's, out. That's the gift that's going to keep on giving. That grill today keeps college men alive hey, right we, now. Listen, listen. We talk about it all the time, man. It's hard to come back after. It's, the sequel is always going to be harder than the that's original. Right. We got that's God, true. We got Godfather and John Wick. That's there, what, I was, no, that's what no, I was about no, to say. There's only, two, there's only a couple of them that you get that's good, as good as now, the first one. Should we mention the guy who actually won the fight, Daniel Jacobs, the Miracle Man? Yeah. Did not need a miracle tonight, <laughs> but what's next for him? Because this was definitely a stay busy fight. He probably could have did the shot of Porter thing and just put it, streamed it online as a sparring match. He mentioned he wants a rematch with Canelo or, or, Triple, or Triple G. G. But if he doesn't get it, he wants he to stay. Once he mentioned Jamal Charlo. I want to see him fight Jamal or Boo Boo Andrade. Yeah. The Andrade fight can't happen, but I don't. I don't know what's going to happen there. We'll see what Eddie Hearns well, got. He said. Well, even with this, because he said. Uh, he doesn't really know how to take this fight, his debut at uh, super middleweight, because... But Chavez, we know he can handle Chavez, a big guy. Well, Chavez walked in overweight for cruise one. Weight. And then he said he said he felt like he was getting hit by a cruiserweight. So yeah. that's the reason why the fight was as close as it was. So And still stood there with him. Yeah, that, that was... Uh, luckily, if it wasn't Chavez Jr., that might have been a horrible decision. So for Daniel Jacobs, he's got a lot of potential opponents. Eddie Hearn has been making some big moves in the U.S. with the zone. The fighters that he's been signed, recently signed, Mikey Garcia to Matchroom Sports. Hey. Eddie Hearn came into the British boxing game and trumped over Frank Warren, who's a legend in British boxing. Hey, I'm going to play on your emotions real quick. Uh, you like, uh, you like. He can fight you like, Caleb you like, Plant. You like, yeah, I was about to say. If Daniel Jacobs fought Caleb Plant or Billy Joe Saunders, how would you, how would you handle that, man? Uh, a lot of weed and alcohol, probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, who would you go, who would you go for? Caleb Plant and Billy Joe. All day. All day. You think they both can beat? Can I think Caleb both? Plant can beat Daniel Jacobs. Easy. Uh, well, not e- Okay, not easy. I think Caleb Plant can't beat Daniel Jacobs because he's disciplined enough to box him the whole time. Uh-huh. And we see when Daniel Jacobs is forced to think too much, he cannot do it. At least he, at least he did it against Canelo. 
So we'll see what happens. Now, Billy Joe, uh-huh. I ride with Billy Joe to the bitter end. I will go to rehab with him. That's my band. Don't would you wear? Would you wear lingerie with him too? We're not. We're not talking about De La Hoya. We're talking about Billy Joe. I don't know what it depends. It depends. I won't rule it out. I won't dismiss it. Everything's out of the table. We'll see what happens. We Is were talking about Billy Joe. I was like, where did that come from? I guess we were watching De La Hoya. De La Hoya. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was like, it's, it's horrible. De La Hoya made you think about Victoria's <laughs> Secrets there. Now, Dan Jacobs. I don't. I, I think Caleb Plant will beat him. Him and Billy Joe would be a very close fight. I, I don't even know. I, I'd have to wait till that fight's made because I think Billy Joe could get in his head, but Dale Jacobs hits harder. Now let's. We're gonna have to move on. Let's talk about Tony Harrison, Jamel Charlo, or Jamel Charlo versus Tony Harrison. This was redemption for Jamel Charlo. This was one of those, you know, scheduled fights that didn't really pan out the first time like it was supposed to. Now, this was a very close fight. No, it wasn't. What did you think? Tony Harrison was beating him. You think so? Convincingly. Wow. Okay. Convincingly, I being being. Just giving him one. I give Daniel. I give. Uh, I give uh, Charlo one round. Really? One round. Ooh, we're gonna agree to disagree on this one. No. I th- are you, like, like, I thought it was came a close out, fight. He came, no, he came out throwing haymakers. He tried to get rid of him. Uh, Tony Harrison in was in yes. his was in his head, and he well, he looked like the calmer, more convincing fighter throughout the whole time. I thought it wasn't even close. Now, I hate to agree with you on this one because when I was watching the fight, I was. Uh, anytime I'm watching the fight and I'm complaining about the guy I'm rooting for, even if I want him to win and give him the rounds, he's probably not winning the rounds. Right? <laughs> because I'm sitting there complaining about what he's not that's, doing. That's why I always give it to the other fighter, so I'm unbiased. I'm so, like, all right, I'm going to give it Tony to the guy Harrison I don't like. had a hope. He pulled Tony Harrison record real quick. He had a hope for that straight right hand. Now, he's a natural boxer, and he wanted to walk Jamel Charlo down. And I think we've learned with Eric Saluba, that's not a guy you can really walk down. But the but body language... But he, he, he did, which was really surprising. He to tried. Me. It did not succeed. Now Jamel Charlo got him when the, when they were when he was in and out in the beginning, knocked him down. But then we saw Tony Harrison start to slow down. We got knocked knocked out in the eleventh round. Right about the tenth round is when he, we saw him really start to slow down. Who did he fight before Jamel Charlo the first time? Isha Smith. And before that, George Sosa. And before, who else? Alvin Valenzuela. And Swift Herd. Is that who you were looking for? Yes, Swift Herd. Now, he was winning the Swift Herd fight by boxing and, and trying to get on the inside. And slowed down exactly the same way he did against Jamel Charlo. And when he fought Swift Herd, he was trying to box him and, and get on the inside as well instead of just box him. So I don't. I, he's not physically built for that style of fighting. No matter how good he looks, I think he will lose every time if that's what he chooses to do. Now, Jamel Charlo caught him. And I, w- I want to see them run it back. I want a third fight, personally. What do you think? Do you- Was it stopped too soon? So, Jack I, thought it was, I thought it was stopped too soon. I thought it was stopped too soon. He had him on the ropes. He wasn't throwing back, but it was only a few punches in. Yeah. I-, I don't know. I don't know consciously if the ref tried to like save Jamel Charlo's like record and he is the ca- he is the cash money because I, even if you don't like the Charlo brothers you would rather watch a Charlo a Charlo fight I'm gonna say this stoppage I'm gonna have to refer to one of my buddies my, my, my man Danny I feel like he stopped it too soon because he probably should have stopped it earlier yeah so he jumped in this is like the dude who who always cheats on the girl and decides to treat this one better and ends up treating the wrong one better right okay and I feel like that's what Jack Reese kind of did. Jumped in to stop it when he knew he probably should have stopped it sooner. But he wanted to give the chance, the champ, the chance to stand up. Now, Tony Harrison had his wits back when he got stopped. And, but the knockdowns lost him the fight, I think, regardless. Regardless of how it went. Because the, you saw the judges, what the judges had, it, right? No, I didn't see what the judges had. At the time the fight was stopped, two judges had it 96-93, Jermel Charlo. And one had it 95-94, Tony Harrison. Now, 95-94 was where I was at either way. Either way, personally. Okay. Nah, I thought Tony Harrison... And the thing is, Tony Harrison had... what As the fight went on, Jermel caught up with the uh, total punches landed. But You're Tony right Harrison, for the, most, for the most part, landed more punches and had a higher punch percentage. Okay. Jermel looked busier, but it was nothing of significant to me. I, I, I think his body language was kind of giving away to Tony yeah. Harrison, walking him down, had a hope for that straight right hand. Now, Tony Harrison, two title shots, got one. I don't. Th- I bet you he's not smart enough to get that rematch clause. And they're actually. Let me rephrase that. Al Heyman's smart enough not to give him a rematch clause <laughs> in that. 
So we'll see what happens with Tony Harrison next. Don't be surprised if he gets a rematch with Jared Hurd or ends up against Julian J-Rock. I just predicted the future there. Now, Danny Garcia got a fight lined up against Ivan Redketch. We know him from the World Boxing Super Series. Mm -hmm. Legit contender at 147. Yeah. And could give Danny Garcia some problems if he takes him lightly. Now, most intriguing fight to me is going to be Mikey Garcia and Jesse Vargas coming up next year also. Yeah. But we have one more fight at the end of this year. Gervonta Davis versus Eurokis Gamboa. Now, is this... Did we give uh, Gamboa a 10-man award? Yes, we have. I know he was in the Yes, running. we have. We did give him a 10-man award, I believe. He Well, he was that definitely nominated. I don't remember if he was the few winner. A few times. But he was definitely nominated because <laughs> he quit on the stool one fight and got knocked, knocked out on another one. He was the fat, only fighter to be signed and dropped by Golden Boy within the same week or something. Now, is this Mayweather trying to be like Bob Arum with Javante Davis getting Eurokis Gamboa? Because this is probably the biggest name that Gervonta Davis has ever faced. You got to have the names. Got to have whether, the names. Whether they're, whether they're young or old, you got to have the names under the belt. No matter if they're champions or not, you, you're going to know Gamboa. So, yes. Yeah, but Gervonta Davis needs the names. That is so true because 10 years from now, when we if we look back on this, we're not going to look at – we'll go to boxer. We're going to look at how old Gamboa was. We're not going to look at how old Gervonta Davis at, was. You're oh, going to look at Gamboa. Well, every time we go back on Zab Judah's record, we're like, damn, look at these names in there. Not even talking about who fought at who all. at what age. At all. At all. At all. You got to have the names. You got to have the names. That's part of the mystique of you being a professional boxer and being a champ, man. Nobody. Jeff Horn, you know, he. The only thing that validates Jeff Horn is Pacquiao. <sighs> yep. If Jeff Horn beats anybody lesser than a Manny Pacquiao, we forget he's a champion. Yeah. Well, we. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will. You got to have the names behind it. Yeah, yeah, no. It's his his loss to Crawford is more credible than his win over Pacquiao. <laughs> That's yeah. horrible. Now, is there any world where Rokas Gamboa wins this fight at all? At all? Yeah, the undis the the. I'm not talking about robbing him with a gun. No, no. Um, Hit him with a with a hammer. The same the same way we look at uh. Javante Davis has been really good as of late, but the same way we look at Adrian Broner, which, which, Javon, Boner. which Javante Davis is going to show up. And it's and that's the thing is, it's like no matter what Gamboa does, it's, it's predicated on how Javante Davis is going to be. Was he disciplined? Did he have a good training camp? Did he have no outside disturbances? Was he actually focused on boxing? Those are the only, those are the only things that I can see that uh, Gamboa does it. Eurokas Gamboa is an easy fighter to overlook. But a fighter you should not overlook because yeah. he's 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 defected from a country. He's a, he's a, he's an Olympic medalist with Cuban boxing background, so we know he knows how to box. Got fast hand and he can hit hard. So Gervonta Davis could easily get caught. I doubt he will because youth is on his side. And he hits mm -hmm. hard enough, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, it's he should probably get him out of here within within four or five rounds. I think right. Yeah. Should. Now, Javante Davis, I'm not sure what's going to happen with this guy. He's Right now, he is what we think of Adrian Boner was when he first came up. Even Chavez Jr. He's got all this potential, but he's at that crossroad of which direction is he going to go, right? Do you believe the internet rumors about him and Adrian Boner getting into it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I can just, it's like I can see Boner doing it. It's, it's, as much as you hate to say it, it's like uh, you're always going to be guilty by association, and there's always some. It's not the first time you heard anything negative about Adrian Broder, so yeah. you got to be aware of the company you keep. And we've said this, we've said this the whole time. We said it with uh, Shakur Stevenson being around Mayweather's camp yep. and how a lot of Mayweather fighters don't uh, develop properly. Yep. It's just this who you have in your it's just who you have in your surroundings. So that's the only thing I'm worried about, Javante Davis. And then, dude, and I hate to say it because it's part of the DMV, man. <laughs> it, Maryland, Virginia, Gary, Indiana, man. It's when you're when you're from or you're part of like towns like that. It's really hard to shake your roots, man. And the core of you <laughs> is like never a good sign when 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 your town gets benched and they go ooh. Yeah, yep. always, always ranked in the top for murder for per murder capita. <laughs> yeah, like they they battle it out with Jerry. You know, it's, it's it's a competition. What do you do? Shout out to Baltimore for possibly having their first AFC Championship game held there, if the Ravens can make it to it, because they just clinched the number yeah. one seed, uh -huh. 
and this could be the first time that they ever have it. I was actually just looking up to see where this uh, Gamboa uh, Davis fight was to see if Lamar Jackson would actually be there. <laughs> that, would hey. be, that would be a nice pick uh, for him to go there. Lamar Jackson seems to have a good head on his shoulders. He, he's probably going to steer very clear away from these brothers. Trust nah, me on this one. talk about, man? Hey, there is nobody more famous in Baltimore right now than Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, at sure. all. Faux show. He's the, Tom, he's the Tom Brady of Maryland right yes. now. Yes. Yes, he is. And uh, does everything right. Does everything, says everything right. He's he's the black version of Russell Wilson. Hey, man, don't don't, don't bad mouth my man like that. I'm not man. saying he's the kids. I'm still, he's the, I still he's, don't trust Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson. Wilson was a black guy, he'd be Lamar Jackson, actually. Nah, I, there's something there's something about Russell Wilson that rubs me the wrong way. Hey, he's too clean. I don't trust nobody like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's you gotta have some dirt Satan on you. Is a big you, gotta, I don't, you don't trust nobody with dirt. Like I remember my homeboy, he told me, he's you know disclaimer. <laughs> this was years ago when I was in high school. My homeboy was like, you know what? He's like, you know, I didn't like you until I found out you were stealing CDs from Target. There you like, go. Never trust nobody. I don't trust nobody with their hands 100 yeah, percent clean at all. At all. Can't you, keep hey, you around. You gotta do something wrong. You the feds? You gotta do something wrong. You gotta have some kind of vice, some kind of habit. Mm-hmm. I just don't trust it. Ah, uh, crack. Good. I knew you were cool. Some... <laughs> <laughs> right. Now some of us are born. Lame. Now what is it? Some of us are born to sin before we lose, <laughs> or some of us lose our virginity before we win. Some of us are born to win. That's why our losses don't matter. That's what it is. It, it, a loss. It's not about how you fail. It's about how you get up from that failure. Keep going. One more time. How we win it. Some of us are born to win. That's why our losses don't matter. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Don't forget to download that Square Circle app. We're gonna, we are doubling the battle plays we did last year with half the amount of episodes. So hey, we, we know you're out there you listening. Sticking, we appreciate you sticking with us. It's been a rough year for me. It's been a rough year for my man, Sonny. But 2020 is going to be a better year for for all of us. We, we promise you that. One more show coming up. That's going to be the wrap-up. And then we'll see some changes next year. And I'm out. Cheers.